Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk heroes and movies, comics, TV shows, video games, superheroes, supervillains. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, chances are we're going to be talking about it. My name is Cody. And I'm Andy. And today, before we talk about the main piece of the episode, the main portion of the episode, I thought maybe, (coughs) Cody, since it's just you and I for the first time in, in a few weeks, I thought... It'll be nice to catch up with one another and to and for our listeners to know what's happening within our lives. So basically, I just want to jump into our our what's up segment. That's all I'm trying to do. So that's all. You're, okay. That's all. Let me just reveal my cards. Show you what my what I have. Reveal my hand. So you want us to talk almost like we're actually friends in real life? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I think I don't we know are. if I can do that. No, I think I think we can do that. So, uh, Cody, what's what's happening, man? What's what's up in your life, man? All right. So we're coming up on October. Falls here, yeah. Uh, as you know, and so what I've started doing the last couple of years uh, is for Halloween, I make a costume, and mm-hmm. so or a cosplay, if you will, yeah, uh, just to justify it as me being an adult making costume, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> uh, so uh, last year I did Buzz Lightyear, which was for- sick, <laughs> dude. It was awesome. It was. I mean, I don't, maybe you should put it on the Heroes and social. Social media stuff, but yeah, it was it came out really good, dude. Yeah, I really I really liked how that one came out, but yeah. uh, and even had Andy's name written on the boot. Not was, my, not you, Andy. I mean, basically it was me. Basically, it was a homage to you. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so I did. Uh, so I did Buzz Lightyear last year. Year before that, I did Iron Man Mark One because that's the only Iron Man suit that I have the uh, physiology <laughs> to <laughs> to rock. <laughs> I can't be rocking that Mark 42, unfortunately. <laughs> it just doesn't work, you know, with, with my body type. And so, but for this year, I am doing a villain uh, for the yeah. first time. And that's going to be Doc Ock, Dr. Otto Octavius, you yeah. know, Spider Man villain. Uh, one of the guys who I go to church with, Sam, is going to be Spider Man. So he's going to be the Spider Man to my Dr. Octopus. Yes. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm working on the arms, I got them, you know, just about completed. And so, I uh, just have to get the claws on him and such, but it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely a more simple build uh, as far as the costuming side goes. Not a whole lot of armor pieces or anything like that, you know, like there was with Buzz Lightyear or with Iron Man. But yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. You've been and you've been using a lot of uh, you've been doing three three D printing. Yeah, we, right. Yeah, so uh, what we did was uh, my roommate and I, or my roommate more so than me actually, designed the claws uh, in a three D printing program and then. We're printing them and uh, molding and casting them uh, in foam or rubber yeah. uh, so that we're able to kind of mass produce them. So maybe at some point there could be a Doc Ock Claw giveaway on the podcast. That would be awesome. I think that's the fact that you're going with like a 3D type, like, I guess we're the, the future is here. Like. I, feel like, I feel like I've crossed into like going from just making them out of like out of foam yeah. and like the armor to going to where I'm now 3D printing and like. Making it to where it could potentially be replicable over and over again, yeah, has kind of got me in a little like freaking out a little bit as far as like I feel like I'm in a new, like a new step in the whole cosplay geekdom, yeah, uh, you know, reality. I, th- I think it's gonna be awesome, and it's cool. Obviously, if you're gonna be you know Doctor Octopus, you need your Spider Man. That's really cool that you have your Spider Man lined up. It, that's I I can't wait. Um, essentially, that's all I'm trying to say. It it should be awesome. So I tried to get Andy to be Miles Morales. I but I, I'm not I'm not that I'm not that f- 
fit uh, to be a Spider-Man. I'm not that slim to be a, a Spider-Man. So uh, maybe one day that'd be awesome, you know. But uh, get Jack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. That's that should be my goal is to be Jack, so I can be a superhero for Halloween. I mean, you're gonna play him in the movie, so exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier check, uh, coming to a theaters near you. Um, <laughs> so, what's happening in my life uh, besides starring in a movie? Uh, no, uh, what's happening with with me right now? Something that's really exciting is uh, a, an album came out, Cody. An album by the name of Uncomfortable. And the artist is and uh, the artist is uh, Andy Minio, and uh, he it's a he's a rapper, and this is his sophomore album. So he he released uh, an EP a couple years ago. Just had about six six or seven tracks on it, um, and so this is you know his second full length album. Again, it's called Uncomfortable, and I've been waiting for a while for this album to drop, and you know all over social media, you know following him, keep you know you know watching videos that he's he's uploading on youtube and all that stuff so i've been i've been really counting down for this album to drop it's been a while since i've been waiting for an album to drop like this now andy it seems like you have a little bit of a a man crush on on andy <laughs> yeah yeah we got so it's not so much a it's not a man crush a healthy appreciation yeah it, for what he's for his music and who he is as yeah, an individual exactly i i definitely appreciate who he is and um, the music that he that he produce produces and the music that he creates and uh, I really enjoy. It. I think it's good. I don't think it's bad at all. As far as quality, it's um, it's up there. It's really it's smart. Uh, it's not cheesy or it's not gimmicky. Um, it's just raw music that is straight talent, and I I really appreciate that a whole lot. Um, I think that we can be. I think me and Andy Minio can be like best buds because like he's into wrestling. I'm into wrestling. You know, he he's really cool. I mean, he lives in New York. Like, I was born in New York. Like, I feel like just following him on Instagram, he has like a similar sense of humor. I feel like than like 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 me. Like, he's he just seems like a fun guy, and I I really man, it'll be awesome to hang <laughs> to hang out <laughs> with him. Um, but he just seems like he'll be just a fun. You know, again, like one of those celebrities that they're probably a really fun person to be around. You know, not just on TV or that's not the a character they're portraying. In real life, they seem like they sh- they're they're that fun, you know. So I feel like Andy Minio is the same way. So album came out and last week, and it, it's great. I, I'm loving it. Um, so that's what's happening in my life. Again, I'm just uh, I'm just listening to that album that album on repeat. Basically, <laughs> that's basically all I'm doing right now. So um, so yeah, so that's what's up with with Cody and I today. What we're talking about on the podcast. Um, some of you guys may know we do an episode format called uh, where we spotlight a certain character. And so today we're going to do exactly that. So today we're talking about Heroes and Spotlight, Batgirl. Now, Andy, there's been a few different Batgirls, six total, if I'm not mistaken, actually. The first Batgirl, Betty Kane, she made her debut in Batman comic number 139, and she was trained by her aunt, who was the Batwoman of her day. Notable that she's not trained by Batman. Yeah. Not not by Batman. She was trained by her aunt at the the time. The Batwoman. The Batwoman, yeah. But we're not going to spend some time with Betty Kane. Mm-hmm. We are going to spend some time with a particular Batgirl, and that is Barbara Gordon. She's the second Batgirl and arguably the most well-known Batgirl uh, to date. 
Yeah, so let's talk about her first appearance. So when when Barbara Gordon, she made her first appearance, be, actually because of the Batman show, the live action Batman the show, Adam was, West, yeah, sixty six Batman, exactly. Like that, it was because of that show. So the producers of the show actually wanted to bring a a female character. They wanted to introduce a female character, and that's part of the Bat family. And so they got together with the writers of the comic books, and they they wanted to introduce this new bat uh, the female batman character both on the tv and in the comics and so she made her appearance on the batman the tv show season three um and in the comics she made her first appearance in detective comics uh 359 titled the million dollar debut of batgirl so that's that's how you know that's where batgirl starts barbara gordon's character is first introduced into the comic book and tv show world yeah hashtag original Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I like it. Uh, but so, but now you might be asking yourself, who is Barbara Gordon? Co- Cody, quick question for you, buddy. Who is Barbara Gordon? You know, Andy, I'm glad you asked. Yes. Because yeah. I'd be happy to tell you who Barbara Gordon <laughs> yes, is. Yes, please. Barbara Gordon is the daughter of Gotham's favorite, Gotham City's favorite police commissioner. And that is James Gordon. That guy. You might you might have heard of him, yes. Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Uh, but she is the daughter of him. Mm-hmm. She is also a librarian mm-hmm. in her, you know, her times when she's not wearing a cowl. Yes. Uh, she's a brown belt in judo. Which I can only imagine comes in, 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 in handy. handy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would imagine that is before she becomes a bat girl. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, that's just you know in her in her spare time. Exactly, she's a maybe maybe an after school activity. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe. gets picked up from school. Yeah, goes to judo class. Exactly, the original Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> but, so she is a brown belt in judo. And fun fact about Batgirl: her first costume uh, was made as a custom female Batman costume that she wore to a party or a, a masquerade ball, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and on the way to that masquerade ball, she sees Bruce Wayne the Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, being attacked by the villain Killer Moth. And in an effort to save him, she jumps in, allowing Bruce Wayne enough time to get away uh, and return as Batman. Yeah, and then obviously when he comes back into the picture as Batman, to his surprise, that he's aware that... Uh, he becomes aware that she has taken care of the criminal. She's she's beaten them up. She's defeated them, and so ultimately, this leads Batman to taking uh, Batgirl, taking Barbara uh, under his wait for it, wait for it, under his wing, wing because it's the Batman. You get Batman, it, Batman. It's it's a joke. You got it's it. It's good, right? It's good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so cheesy. Uh, so after that, she then uh, takes up the mantle of being uh, Batgirl. So fast forward with us here, fast forward to 1988. And, uh, this is an important year for Batgirl because of a graphic novel that came out titled the killing joke. Uh, now this was written by Alan Moore. And in this comic, uh, we see that the Joker shoots Barbara Gordon, uh, leaving her paralyzed. Now this, I mean, at the time, Cody, I, I, I mean, this was huge. This, I mean, the, it was, it was pretty graphic. It was pretty, um, it was a big surprise for people. People definitely didn't see that coming. It was pretty violent too. At the same time, like yeah, and the joke it speaks a lot to the Joker as a character because all of this is kind of done to drive Commissioner Gordon uh, insane and to show Batman that anyone can be morally compromised. Yeah, and that that whole approach to the Joker, just uh, what he's trying to do in that graphic novel in that comic book, it reminds me. I mean, obviously, it came out before. The movie, but it reminds me of how the Joker, uh, his role in the Dark Knight. So in the Dark Knight, we see Heath Ledger's Joker. He's trying to push 
uh, Harvey Dent to the other side, you know? And so... To live long enough to see himself become that villain. Exactly. Like he kind of predicts. Yeah. And so in the movie, he kind of does that with Harvey Dent. Um, He pushes him and then ultimately to try to show Batman that doesn't matter how good you are, you can go to the other side and and, and become mad and become this this villain. Um, So Joker tries to do that with Commissioner Gordon in The Killing Joke. But it ultimately does not work because Commissioner yeah. Gordon is a beast. <laughs> it is a it does, <laughs> it for does, other reasons why it doesn't work. Yeah, but because it, he's a beast, <laughs> it, it 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 does take a very hard effect on him. Yeah, uh, as an individual, and you know, definitely sends him down a dark road. But it doesn't send Commissioner Gordon, you know, over to the other side. Yeah, but this isn't an episode about the Killing Joke. So let's get back to Barbara Gordon. Yeah, uh, I would do. I do think it's worth mentioning, though, in the Killing Joke, that it's not exactly a huge story about Barbara. Yeah, it's not a back. It's not a Batgirl story or a Barbara Gordon story at all. It's, right. The story is a heavy Joker and Batman centered storyline. So right. Um. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Cody. So coming off of the Killing Joke, though, comic book writer and editor uh, Kim Yale and her husband John Ostrander. They refused to let Gordon, or let Barbara Gordon, I'm sorry, collect dust on the DC Comics shelves, now being a uh, crippled character. Yeah. Literally crippled character. They refused to let her collect dust on the shelves. Hashtag Wheezy. Hashtag Toy Story 2. You get it. Uh, you get it. You're picking up <laughs> what I'm putting down. Uh, <laughs> but so Barbara Gordon returns to the DC universe as the Oracle. And she makes her first appearance in Suicide Squad. Uh, number 23, and Oracle's identity is later revealed to be Barbara Gordon in Suicide Squad issue number 38. She then goes on to become Batman's eyes and ears and typically helps him from her the Batcave or her base, which is in the Gotham City Library. Yeah, and uh, so after that, she helps Batman out the best that, that she can, you know, from the base, from the Batcave or her, the library, whatever it may be. Um, but she also later on joins a, a female superhero team, Called boy, not boys. Called, boys to men. <laughs> called, oh, that's yeah. not right. <laughs> what, that that doesn't belong there. Uh, she joins a female superhero team called Birds of Prey, and that team consistent most of the time is con, it consists of Black Canary, uh, the Oracle, which is Barbara Gordon, and the Huntress. Um, so then, so she's part of that team as well. Um, so fast forward with us again to 2011. We got to stop messing around with time travel, Andy. It's heavy. It's heavy, bro. Great, Scott. Yeah. So uh, what happens in 2011? 2011 comes around and DC relaunches all of their comics and and they title that whole really, that whole relaunch the New 52. And in that storyline, when the, everything is relaunched, the in the Batgirl comic book, writer writer Gail Simone, uh, she writes the Batman the Batgirl comic book, and it has Barbara Gordon recovering from that gunshot. So it kind of picks up from the killing joke even though it's 20 30 years apart gail she writes barbara gordon recovering from that gunshot and instead of it leaving her paralyzed you know to a wheelchair um she recovers from that which is which is really pretty incredible like it was big news when they did the relaunch we see that uh coming off of new the new 52 relaunch and that is ultimately caused by the flashpoint uh storyline uh, which is a big flash storyline but we see that it's not like she never, uh, she was never crippled or shot, yeah, or shot. That you know that is still part of her continuity. But we see that ultimately she uh, she makes a trip to South Africa 
and she uh, has an experiment done on her that restores her restores her mobility. That's a really good comic book run that Gail Simone did for Batgirl. Yeah. So that's that's Batgirl. That's basically, I mean, that's just a quick origin story of Batgirl. But obviously, we're, we're focusing on on Barbara Gordon. There's obviously, again, like we already said, there's uh, there's five other you know people who have who have been Batgirl. Um, so, but again, we're just focusing on Barbara Gordon. Um, so that's basically her origin. That's basically her comic book origin. You know, her first appearance and all of that. Obviously, with 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 all of this, I'm sure you're maybe you're thinking, man, it'll be really good to read a Batgirl comic book. So if you want to read a, a, a Batgirl comic book, we have some re- reading recommendations for you. Uh, we would start off with Batgirl Volume 1, The Darkest Reflection. That's part of that New 52 relaunch. Um, also, you can do uh, you can read Batgirl Volume 3, which is The Death of the Family, which is awesome because it's the Joker's return to Gotham City, and he is just running just mayhem all over Gotham. Yeah, you, you may see The Death of the Family... Uh, and there's a there's a Batman run of Death of the Family. There's uh, you know for all, all a lot of the members, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. it's all of the members of the Batman or the Bat Family. Yeah, have a Death of the Family tie-in. So uh, you'll see those. Both of those are written by Gail Simone. So that's both of her, uh, or both of those are during her run uh, as the ed or writer for Batgirl during New DC's New Fifty Two. We also would like to recommend Birds of Prey Volume One. Uh, by Jordan Gorfinkel and Chuck Dixon. Again, you see in that uh, Batgirl team up with Black Canary and the Huntress. The Huntress and Black Canary we know from the TV show Arrow, uh, if you're familiar with with that show. Now, I think think it's important to say, Andy, why Batgirl, what makes Batgirl so great? Yeah. If you will, I want to say why that Batgirl crushes it because blank. So, Andy... (laughs) Why does Batgirl crush it? I think uh, I think for a different reasons that uh, she crushes it. I think the first thing that comes to mind uh, is she overcomes challenges. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's kind of generic and maybe simple, but having such a huge storyline, um, uh, such a huge aspect of your your character's history, be that she was shot by the Joker and then was left was left paralyzed if we know from the waist down and was you know left in the wheelchair and how she overcame all of that um, is absolutely huge you know i don't know i don't i mean there's there's the classic underdog story there's the you know you you know you get beat you you get beat uh beat up you get get back up yeah exactly again exactly never gonna keep me down (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know there's so many different aspects of that and so many different types of of uh characters that go through those ups and downs but with batgirl i honestly i've never seen it so brutally like violent the display before like in a comic book you know so to overcome that is huge dude And, and i think that's why personally that's why i like background like i enjoy like the reading recommendations that we gave out i've read them and they're they're great like i they're really good reads artwork is really good the writing is really good gail simone does a really good job in writing writing batgirl and so yeah man that's one of the one of the reasons why i think she crushes it cody do you have a maybe a particular reason why she crushes it yeah it kind of kind of aligns uh, a lot in a lot of ways along the same thing you're saying andy it's really cool that we see her deal with deal with PTSD, you know, deal with the the, trauma, the stress of the of, you know what happens to her in 
the killing joke and, yeah. and come out on the other side. I think it's also really cool that she, in a lot of ways, gives women a voice uh, in the comic book world. Yeah. Uh, because typically, you know, we'll see women characters or female characters in comic books either be dressed really scantily, you know, uh, in a lot of ways, it, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, issues, you know, that, yeah. that people tend to have with the way they're portrayed. Yeah. Uh, and we see that happen a lot. Yeah. And I think that Batgirl does a great job of uh, of kind of breaking through those barriers in a lot of ways. Also, I just want to say her costume, like her new 52 costume is, I think, one of the coolest costumes for definitely for superheroines, yeah. Uh, but maybe for superheroes, yeah. And they they uh, what's which is maybe hard to understand if you're listening, but so they did that relaunch in 2011 with a new with the new 52, um, and then they they brought in a new creating uh, creative team with issue number 40, and so it kind of it wasn't like an official relaunch or a reboot, but we kind of saw that it was a new chapter for, for Batgirl. So, you know, new writer, new artist, and, and uh, you know, a new chapter of Batgirl's life. And so it kind of made it easy for, for new readers to just pick, jump in and, and read what was happening with Batgirl. And when that happened, they did a, they did a huge redesign on her costume. And it's almost not like a, like a motorcycle like suit so it's like leather pants and like a leather like a sweet like motorcycle type leather jacket and like it's really practical like it's not like you know what i'm saying like it's not super cheesy or like uh armor heavy plate it's yeah. really slick and and stuff so um they i mean they're doing a really good job and really we've seen that back is kind of that comic and honestly it's kind of leading the charge for these these female-centered solo comic book runs, like that, like, like the new Miss Marvel, yeah, uh, that we're seeing, yeah, Miss Marvel, on Marvel side, yeah, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, uh, even with DC, Black Canary, like Black Canary just recently got uh, her own solo comic book not too long ago. I think they're on like issue three or four. Like it's still a new comic book. Um, so I, I think Batgirl, her success and how great her comic book run has been lately has kind of been leading the charge for a lot of these other female superheroes. Um, so she's great. And it's, I mean, honestly, I think she brings a, a such a fun aspect to the whole bat family. You, you know, you don't see a lot in, yeah. in the bat, you know, cause Batman, he's pretty much always at least, well, I, I don't know that there's been a version of Batman that's not dark and gritty and you know, <laughs> maybe Batman 66. Yeah. That's kind of his, you know, his stick. So yeah. 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 But, uh, huh. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like you see that with with a lot of the bat, you know, a lot of the bat family. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much the some of the younger, like the you know, like the younger Robin. Yeah. Uh, and such like that, but definitely most of them tend to be dark and brooding. Yeah, they're pretty serious, and like even Robin, you know, now Damian Wayne, you know, he's you know his grandfather is is Raish Al Ghul, so. He's trained to be a, a an assassin, you know, by his grandfather, you know. So you have this this young Robin who's really a, an assassin, you know. You have Nightwing, the first Robin, who is, you know, doing his own thing, his solo thing. But then they throw in Batgirl, and now it's just like it just brings a whole another dynamic to the team, which is 
uh, which is really good. And, and she can hold her own. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just she goes. To, she can go toe to you know run right right alongside all those guys. Yeah, and it's, so it's not like they're saving her. <laughs> you know, like it's not no. like <laughs> it's not the damsel in distress kind of a thing. Like she she can hold her own weight and pull her own weight. So, uh, bad girl, bad girl is great. Um, so uh, I think she crushes it for many reasons, Cody. Uh, let's move forward, Cody, to movie and TV adaptations. So the first time we see Batgirl portrayed on screen is in the Batman TV show uh, by the actress Yvonne Craig. Uh, she actually passed away August 17th uh, this year. We see her Batgirl portrayed again in the movie Batman and Robin, this time portrayed by Alicia Silverstone. Uh, and in the movie, she is Alfred's niece. Which, not not cool. Not cool. They just took her, <laughs> like, yeah, just robbed her of her comic book identity. Yeah. Hashtag betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag thumbs down. <laughs> now, but, but speaking of, like, the, the betrayal that we see on the TV and the movies, Cody, did you ever see the original, like, Batman TV show? Did you see any... Any of that stuff? I mean, obviously, it wasn't like you saw it live or the first run, but did you see it? No, I watched it live. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, how old are you? No. Uh, did you watch any of reruns or anything I like that? The League of Shadows. No, I, I have watched the Batman 66 show. I think it is a lot of fun uh, yeah. to see. And I, I can see definitely how that show paved the way for modern superhero movies that we know and love you yeah. know in a lot of ways paved the way for the avengers yeah paved the way for dark knight and spider-man and all those so i but, i never saw i saw some of the episodes i've watched some of the episodes but um i don't ever remember seeing i don't think i ever saw an episode with batgirl i like i think that it was obviously then uh, an episode from season one or from season two before she made her yeah. debut. So I don't know if I ever saw her in on the show. I think I think I will I will actually correct myself and say that I have seen this the movie, okay, the Batman the movie where all of the villains are teaming uh, okay, up okay. to take down Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, there's a scene where he's like, "When is man? How does what does a man got to do to get rid of a bomb?" And he's like, <laughs> run, "Batman's running down the top <laughs> with the holding with the, a bomb, with holding a bomb and, like he keeps trying to throw it away, which is really funny." So I don't know that I've actually seen her portrayed yeah. uh, in that. I have seen Batman and Robin, though. And Cody, your thoughts? <laughs> what are your th- I mean, I I support it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess. I, it's, an, it's an enjoyable movie. While you're washing dishes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or, <laughs> while you're, you while know, you're, while you're washing chores. dishes. Or if you just... You know, you kind of like you turn it on, and then you go to the other room. <laughs> and you just <laughs> and you just listen to it, to it from the other room. And now I will say the the whole angle of of her being uh, Alfred's niece is kind of disappointing because you know why not stick to the you know comic book origin of being the daughter of Commissioner Gordon, um, which is kinda, I guess maybe because they hadn't planted any seeds for that. In the previous movies, maybe maybe if we had met, yeah, you know, had had met Commissioner Gordon's daughter earlier on, yeah. that would make that would make some sense. But yeah, um, I I think that Alicia Silverstone, I think she did okay. I think she did the best she could. Um, you know, I feel like a lot, a lot, all those guys, all the actors and actresses in that movie, 
they did you know they did the best that they could um with what they had yeah exactly um i think why that movie was a disappointment a disappointment or you know the worst batman movie of you know to come out is that's a big claim bro. i think i i'm almost positive everyone <laughs> would agree with me um this isn't fantastic four like i'm not by myself on that kind of an island i think everyone's on the island that batman and robin was terrible but uh, again, I think all those actors were doing the best that they could. But Alicia Silverstone, she did. I think she did all right um, with what she, um, you know, with the cards that she was dealt. I will say that in the in the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, run of uh, Batman, it is always enjoyable for me. I don't know if you do this, Cody. If you if if you think about this, but in the scene where you see uh, Gordon. Where in The Dark Knight, Harvey Dent, Two-Face at the time, where he kidnaps his wife and his two kids. Mm-hmm. And you see the, the the girl. Like, do you freak out because you know it's Batgirl? Oh my God, it's Batgirl. <laughs> it's Batgirl. Oh like, I don't know about you, dude, but I freak out. I don't know why. Like, there's nothing, there's no reason for me to freak out about it. It's not like she, There's there's no... They like, never deal with. They never no, reference that in the movie at n- all. Not, n- not at all. So I don't. I don't know why I freak out about it as much as I do. But like, I'll watch it, and I'll like. Let's say I'm watching it with, with Brittany. You know, I'll I'll be watching it, and I'm like, kind of like a nudger, and I'm like, that's you know, that's that's back. That's back. <laughs> She's gonna grow up to be back. I, I, as as a, as a stepping like I know this is kind of a sidebar, stepping away from back girl, but the thing that I have with the Dark Knight or. Like with those, so like makes me like, oh my god, uh-huh. a little bit is in uh is in the Dark Knight Rises when they're talking about how uh, I I can't remember if it's when they're talking about Bane being in the sewers or if they're talking about looking for Commissioner Gordon in the sewers. Yeah, but there's a line where they mention that uh, there might be giant alligators down there. Uh, okay. Which just really makes me want a Killer Croc, uh- <laughs> like an on-screen Killer Croc <laughs> okay. movie, or okay. you know, like characters. Yeah. So. But that's why I'm like, oh my god, kill Croc. <laughs> well, you'll you'll get that in Suicide Squad. I will. Yeah, Hopefully, it's good. good. Hopefully, it's good. Um, but yeah, so you kind of see a, a small cameo of Batgirl <laughs> in the Dark Knight, if you can call it a small cameo. I think it counts. It Commissioner can, Gordon's daughter. Yeah, it counts. It counts. <laughs> uh, we're we're I'll stick to it. Um, now, just for fun, Cody. Since we're talking about Batgirl, you know, again, the last time we we saw her saw her on screen was in Batman and Robin. Um, in the future, with future Batman movies, uh, it's not like we haven't heard anything about you know you know for a Batgirl uh, role coming up or a Batgirl movie or anything like that coming mm-hmm. up. But just for fun, Cody, if you can pick an actress currently. To play Batgirl, that you think, just you personally, you think, I think, you know, you think she would do a good job. She has acting skills, whatever. To play that role, to be, to play Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. who would you pick, man? If you were a casting director, if you, if you were calling if the shots, was, if it was my choice, yeah, who would be Batgirl? Who would be Batgirl? Yes, in your, in your movie. Uh well, Andy, I'm gonna have to go with Abigail Breslin. Okay, now. If you know who Abigail Breslin is, you might know her from Zombieland. She mm-hmm. plays Little Rock. Yes. Uh, in Zombieland. Uh, so we also see her in Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Uh, which is definitely a you know a funnier movie, more yeah. on the you know light light humor or humor side. Uh, then, but most recently, you know, kind of most the biggest movie she's been in lately uh, is Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
And in that movie, uh, she plays a character, uh, you know, uh, Arnold's daughter, mm-hmm. and she gets bit by a zombie. But in that movie, the effects or the process of becoming a zombie doesn't happen, you know, in minutes or days. It yeah. happens, you know, over an extended period of time. And so we see in that movie, it, like that movie is very much a dark uh, and gritty and serious movie. There's not even a whole lot of, of de- like zombies dying. Or, yeah. you know, any kind of gore like that, because they do such a great job of, of playing the relationship, you know, and building on the relationship between father and daughter in that movie. And so I think that movie proves that Abigail Breslin has the acting chops to uh, be on screen, you know, assuming that it was with the Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman universe. Yeah. yeah she yeah. has, you know, has the chops to be on screen with uh, with Ben Affleck and with, you know, Zack Snyder's justice league yeah potentially uh and you know and hold her own in, yeah. in that and we also see that in zombie land she's got the the chops to have you know have just have fun yeah be a uh, little bit more you know uh, maybe a little more joking. lighthearted yeah. yeah uh but also just you know be in a good action action movie storyline so yeah. abigail breslin is going to be my pick for for bad girl i will say she's a little bit younger but i'm kind of playing on the idea of you know, Batman Superman comes out next year. Batman v Superman, sorry, uh, and then you know we got the Justice League the Justice later League on. later on. So, assuming you know we get a couple more years, she'll be you know twenty one, twenty two at that point. Gotcha. I think she could be a good fit. How about you, Andy? Uh, for me, this is this might disappoint some listeners. Um, I, honestly, I was kind of looking and strolling through like I, I am DB's like you know, female young female actress list and. Because I was trying to figure out, you know, who's out there and who can maybe play this role. Um, and one name came across, and I, I don't know why. It, it wouldn't, I don't know why this, I, I feel like this, she would be a good a good fit for this role. But uh, Hayden uh, Penetier, I think, would do a good job playing Batgirl. Uh, I think it's because of how she, how she was uh, and how she handled her role in Heroes. Save the cheerleader, bro. Save the world. You get it. I get it. I think I think it'll, I think Zach it works. Snyder needs to. Get it. <laughs> yeah, I think he need, yeah exactly. I uh, but I think she already you know in that TV show dealing with heroes and villains and good versus evil and having these special abilities, you know she kind of played that up a little bit in in, in that TV series. But also I mean honestly she's she's in uh, if it's still running I think it's still running. She's on Nashville, uh, which is a TV show on ABC. But again, I think with that with that movie, or excuse me, with that TV show, um, you, we can see more of her acting skills because she's not. Uh, I think with Heroes, her acting was kind of, you know, just a little bit. But with Nashville, I think she's 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 a little bit older. She's definitely more. She's definitely older than uh, Abigail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe for your Batgirl, maybe it's a younger Batgirl. Maybe for my Batgirl, maybe it's. Maybe it's after she gets shot by the Joker. You know, maybe I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know how that movie would be. But I mean, for her to be Batgirl, she would. It would be yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because she is older. She she's yeah. not. No, she, yeah, no. She's maybe, not that, it, quote unquote like a young. I think, I think what you mean is she. Maybe we pick up with her well into her career. Yeah, exactly. Versus you know, kind of like they're doing with Batman in the Batman vs Superman movie, which would make sense with the continuity of the movie. Yeah, uh, because at that point, you know, jumping into Batman versus Superman, Batman's already established. You know, he's he's been Batman for a little while now, yeah, and so yeah. at, he would already have a Batgirl, you know, and there would already be a Robin and such. So yeah. 
if you know if those characters were in that world my only thing my only concern about with hayden uh potentially playing Batgirl and again this is just you and me casting this isn't there's nothing official or uh, nothing like that with this but my concern is can she pull off brown hair can she pull off being a brunette because you know Batgirl in the comics is a brunette Mm -hmm. so Hayden's a blonde I don't know if 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 she'll look weird or if she'll be able she'll be able to pull it off I think they could pull it off because of movie magic Andy I I like to believe that I thank you Cody thanks for Thanks for believing in me, man. Really appreciate that. All right, Andy. So I don't disagree that Hayden Banettiere might be a good pick or could be a good pick for a live action Batgirl. But this is our episode. That's our episode on Heroes and Spotlight Batgirl. Before we wrap up, though, I just want to give you some comic book recommendations for what's coming out, what's dropping this week. First, we have uh, Batgirl number 44. It's fitting that we it's appropriate. mention a Batgirl <laughs> comic in the Batgirl episode. You see what we did there? Yes. It's almost like we timed this thing or something. Maybe. Maybe. The world may never know. <laughs> All of this and more on the next exciting episode. <laughs> also this week, though, we have uh, Years of Future Past. That is another Marvel Secret Wars tie-in mm-hmm. that is happening right now. We also have this, this week, The Flash number 44, which is uh, Flash versus a lot of versus Zoom and some of the other speedsters from the DC world. Also, kind of a big one that's dropping this week is Secret Wars number six. Now, now Cody, Secret, Secret, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Have you been following up with it? I have been following Secret Wars, and it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Doom, I mean. Without going to, we're not going to spoil it for you guys. Without if you have, spoiling it, yeah. yeah. I just want to say, Doom is a beast. He's incredible. That, I mean... If we were able to see that Doom in Fantastic Four, maybe. It would have been a good movie. <laughs> no, but overall, I mean, it's been really, it's been a really good comic to read and a good event uh, to be reading. I really enjoyed it. I think the art, man, is really... It's really sick. Yeah, it's it's really it's really elegant and there's a lot of detail to it. And, oh gosh, it's, it's really, really good. If you haven't been reading it, you jump on and start reading Secret Wars. Also, a lot of the tie-ins that they have are pretty cool. I know I'm reading The Last Days of Ant-Man. Uh, Andy, That's right. You're uh, reading Old Man Logan? I'm an Old Man Logan guy. So, of course, I'm reading Old Man Logan. And I'm reading. I'm also reading the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Um, that's that's another one that I'm reading. I know some of our, our pals, like Melissa. Like I know she's she's reading Thor's. If I'm not mistaken, and she's also she's reading the Captain America one, right? I, can't I just remember. remember she sent us that picture of Captain America. I think she's reading a Star Lord, isn't she? Reading the Star Lord and Katie Katie Pride. I, I think she's reading that one. Anyway, Mel, I, when you hear this, <laughs> text us. Yeah, text us and let us know. <laughs> yeah, which which Secret Wars tie into your 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 reading? Uh, but yeah, so Secret Wars number six comes out uh, actually the day that this episode is released. Uh, so once you finish listening to this episode. Head on over to your local comic book store and go and purchase that. Again, I know we haven't mentioned it in a long time, but don't forget to hashtag Heroes and Secret Wars. Uh, once you finish reading it and just as you know, as you're reading those issues, let us know your thoughts on the you know on each and every event that's happening. Because at the end of this massive issue or massive uh, comic run, 
we will do an episode called Heroes and Secret Wars. And if you have commented in that way, we will be happy and would love to have you join the conversation. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can do that by using, again, like the, like Cody said, the hashtag Heroes and Secret Wars. Um, since you're already on social media, go ahead and just follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Heroes underscore and. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Heroes and. If you're a traditional internet user and you like to email people uh go ahead and email us at heroes and podcast at gmail.com um and since again you're, you're listening to the, the episode you're listening to the podcast thank you so much on behalf of cody and i and team uh heroes and thank you for tuning in we appreciate your support continue to do what you can to support um and spread the word about the podcast so subscribe to the podcast rate the podcast and, and give us some reviews on it um and that'd be really good for us and what we're doing here with Heroes and. Other than that, I'm Andy. And I'm Cody. And we're out. out.